Remember hamburger helper? Oh yeah. But we could never afford meat, so we just had helper. And hamburger helper without meat is like having a romantic dinner by yourself. But my all-time favorite broke food has got to be macaroni and cheese. Yeah! How many people here tonight are alive today because of macaroni and cheese? You betcha. Six boxes for a book. Four lunches, two dinners, and a drunken midnight snack. Well, <laughs> that was pretty funny, wouldn't you say, Spank? Are, is that a foreshadowing that if we don't get better at this, <laughs> that we're going to be able to only afford macaroni and cheese on this thing? That was sent. That's good. I like your take on that. That was sent to us by one of our uh, uh, listeners of the podcast, Krista, who, you know, has been here since day one, week one. Uh, Krista sent that in and, and said, man, um, Maybe you should start your show off with something funny since that's pretty much all you guys are good for with uh, what you did last week on Thursday Night Football. I said, hey, um, I will not argue with that one bit. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> My name is Bonzi. Spanky is here with us. Fantasy football junkies. More like fantasy football clunkies, Spanky. Um, I don't think you should take as much responsibility for that Thursday night just ugliness as much as I should, because I pretty I know I said, and, and I got this from a couple people. Start everybody on the Ravens team. <laughs> yeah, that was just a hideous game all the way around. And you, you sit there and you watch and you think, okay, well, the next drive, Lamar will get it, Marquise <laughs> will get it, and they'll start getting the ball rolling. And you're just like, what? you just what do you you just shrug? And you're like, wow, yeah. And that's why it's called fantasy football, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it's not real life because if it was, OMG, we'd be in some big trouble, man. And I, and I, and I hope I hope that I didn't uh, lose anybody. I know I lost. I mean, I, my, I got lucky on my win last week, man. I really did, and I'm sure a lot of people did. There's just is it, is it me this year, Spanky, or is, is this year just really weird where there are so many players that just blow up like your boy Gibson, who I uh, said was going to be a bust last week, and he goes, your running back Gibson goes for like 20-something points. I mean, it just seems like to me this year it's worse than any other year where where players are going off that you do not expect to go off, and the ones that you need to go off are not doing a darn thing. It's a ton of inconsistency, and those Gibson points you refer to, those stayed positioned right on my bench because – what has he done up to now, up to now right. to prove that he's worthy of, of starting? But it's that's just what I notice across the board is there's nobody that I can think of right off that is just consistent. Every single week it's a set it and forget it and, and boom, you're good. But it's just a, a it's like it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah, I don't want to jinx my quarterback, you know, because he's been pretty good. Um it has been a roller coaster ride, so let's just leave it at that. Week 11, guys, we are here, and um, teams on a bye this week, the Rams and Broncos, a few, I guess, notable fantasy players. There's there's a few, Cooper Cup, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon, uh, Matt Stafford, uh, OBJ, Darrell Henderson, and Tyler Higbee are some some notable 
players that are probably you know you guys might want to make sure you you check out, especially for the the teams like my again. I always go back to my my son's high school football league. It's their first year doing this, and 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 man, I tell you, I've got to remind pretty much every single because you get to week eleven. And if you've done fantasy football and this is your first year, or you've never done, I should say, you've never done fantasy, and this is your first year, if you're out of it, Spank, so many people stop looking at their teams, and that's not fair to other teams. So I think, no, you, and that's a that's a big that's a big hiccup for me. I can't stand people that do that. Right, and I think you made that a spank box maybe two weeks ago. Remember, maybe a, man, I don't remember if you were like, you, but you just got to you got to pay attention to your team, and and if you're a commissioner of a league. And you see that there's not teams paying attention. You have to take over that team. Uh, we are at the point now, week 11, where you absolutely have to make an executive decision and take over that team. And I've pretty much done that for at least two. Like, and they don't even care. These high school kids. I mean, they don't care. This this kid told me he's like, I'm done. I just I'm not. I have no chance. He's he's got one win. I'm like, okay, fine. Then I'm taking over your team. And let's let's talk about that just a little bit. I I didn't even mean for this to be a topic. But you being a commissioner of our big money league that that we've done for over tw- almost twenty years, you know, if there's a team and you've had to do this before, you've had to lock people out and take over their team for the rest of the season for whatever reason, okay. But if there's a team and we're talking about players or, or you know owners of teams that are just they don't pay attention anymore, it's not fair to anybody else who's trying to make the playoffs. How do you take over that team, and how do you decide on who you start and who you sit while you're still trying to be fair to yourself and everybody else? It's a very uncomfortable position that it puts me or any commissioner in. In in reality, you really shouldn't have to. But when, A, you're dealing with an individual that hasn't paid his jelly beans, we got government listeners, so we want to keep it, you know, on the up and up. So you, you, you have that aspect in it. But when you, for example, you see an individual teetering towards the bottom and, and now he's with a, a finished basement as a comment that I've seen somebody post, it, it, you make a trade. You trade one of your better players for a QB that's on a buy, and then you go grab two QBs this week. It's just like you're not the, – the person – it looks very suspicious for our direct league, but in general, me as a commissioner, I have to monitor that but in the same sense, I don't want to have to do that because if, if I allow deals to go through with that team, I, I, that's the one thing, a Commissioner, is I physically hate stopping deals. But it, it, it's a, it's a tightrope that you got to manage and you just got to use your – if you're a good commissioner, and I like to think that I keep everything square with, with our big jelly bean league or flea market league. But it, it's difficult, man. It's, but at some point you got to cut ties because – you just can't have that, and then you have the people that are looking forward to. Well, that's going to be a win. They're already chalking it up as, as guys. Right, right, right. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me. Maybe I wasn't clear on my question, but so, so you let's just say you've already taken over a team for whatever reason. It doesn't matter what the reason is. But as a commissioner now, again, we're focusing on the people and the players and the teams who are basically saying, "I'm not going to look at my team anymore because I'm out of it. I'm out of it. I'm not." You as a commissioner, you take over that team. How do you stay fair? And decide on who you're starting for that team now that they're no longer, you know, running that team anymore. I'll speak off of a Yahoo site. So most, and I think the majority of people use Yahoo. I look at what Yahoo suggests, the percentage of starting to be the fairest possible. If there's a glaring issue, I use my best judgment as far as making the smartest decision to put a competitive roster 
up against somebody. Right. So you look at the roster and you look at like who the projected points are. Is that is that pretty much how you go? Like you always start the person with the highest projected points, and then let's say if there's a, a player like a, a wide receiver, let's say there's like a, a, a I don't know a, a Sanders from Buffalo and a Hopkins from Arizona that are pretty close with projected points, how would you decide on who to put in that lineup? Do you have somebody that is like an assistant commissioner that you contact, or do you put that to a vote? How do you control that team for the rest of the season? A commissioner always has somebody that has by his side that he will confer to. But if it's an obvious where somebody's coming off an injury to where that could play into the factor, then you want to side with the caution because you don't want to start a guy – that and we'll use Hopkins for example, who may play one or two series. The hamstring becomes an issue, and then there's a, you know, when you could have started a better person. So you just you got to weigh a bunch of different variables to keep it fair, and it's it's difficult. Some people will agree with it, some people won't, and you just got to try to play it fair. Okay, good. So I, for the most part, I'm pretty much doing the same thing. You know, I had to take over two teams. You know, I, had to, I how many? Te- so you, have you ever had to take over more than one team in a league before? Uh. I believe I think maybe two, but okay. again, that's something a commissioner never wants to have. To no, do. no, not at all. I mean, but I'm saying it's reality. I mean, it's not fantasy; it's a reality. Teams check out, and I told my my son's friends. I said, "Look, if you're not doing that, I mean, you, you, I'm sorry. I just I'm taking it over. We're you know we're playing for something. Even if you're not playing for big jelly beans, you still want to be fair. You still want to have a competitive league. So that's pretty much all I've done. I've gone through and just made sure that uh, you know the highest points." are starting in their lineup, and there's no injuries. I try to make sure that there's absolutely no injuries on that. Now, I didn't mean to get off on that tangent, so let's get back to our outline here. Uh, we're going to go through the uh, buy or sell this week, and last week I did some big buys. Uh, this week I'm going to stay away from the buys. Um, I'm going to do sell, 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 sell for big money. I think there's three players right now that you could sell for big money right now, and uh, we'll get to that in just a bit. Um, also, uh, waiver wire Pickups, there might be some of these players available. There might not. I'm just going to run down that list real quick. Then Thursday Night Football Focus, Patriots versus Falcons tonight. New England a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the over-under set at 47-and-a-half, so uh, we'll get to that. And then uh, biggest booms and busts this week. I don't think I, I I was good at all last week. I don't even know what Spank. I just was not happy with my picks last week. And then Spankbox, he'll wrap it up with whatever he wants to get off his chest. So let's start off with the uh, the waiver wires this week, Spank. And um, some of these players obviously are probably not going to be there, but if they are, go pick them up. We'll start with QB waiver wire. Cam Newton, Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, are just some players that are hot right now on the waiver wire. Running backs, uh, Ramondre Dre Stevenson from New England. Uh, he's only uh, owned by 6% of teams and ESPN and Yahoo. Now, Stevenson has been a, a player listed here multiple times on the waiver wire uh, sheet that I go by. And uh, after seeing what he did with Damian Harris sideline last week, 20 carries, 100 yards, two TDs, I don't see why he's not an obvious. I, I can't believe he's not picked up more than 6% in ESPN Yahoo. Uh, Patriots playing a short week, uh, 11 squaring off against the Falcons tonight, and that defense is terrible, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get to that here during the Thursday night football focus in just a bit. Um, so go snag him, and you, you're, you're going to want to start him tonight. Wayne Gallman in Atlanta is a waiver wire pickup. Deontay Foreman, not not Deontay Freeman, that, that my son thought I said. <laughs> he thought I meant Deontay Freeman. I said, no, Deontay Foreman, dude, from Tennessee. Uh, go pick him up as a running back. 
Uh, wide receivers, uh, Rashad Bateman. I am still shocked, Spanky. Rashad Bateman. And this is where you and I fall guilty, I think, maybe some weeks, that we don't we don't talk as much to the first or second or third year fantasy football people. You know, we think everyone has been in a fantasy football league before. Everybody knows all the players. You know, everyone's got vultures like we have like two or three in our league that, you know, stand there and just wait for players to go on. To- but right now, Rashad Bateman is only on 50% of all Yahoo fantasy football teams. Can you believe that? He's only picked up in 50%. Man, I kind of can in a, in a way because you're looking at overall points from the season. I believe he has in the ballpark of 35 ish, 40 ish. But I, I don't. I think he's like a late bloomer that's come on. But with that offense, I, I it doesn't honestly. It doesn't really surprise me to be totally honest. But I mean, even last week with a horrible week, he still got me 11 points. I've been talking about him for how many weeks now, though? I mean, I told people to go pick him up. I mean, I guess you know. More, more than Probably five a good people. Four weeks, I think you've been talking about. Yeah, about so four I mean, weeks, but. you got to pick him up. Rashad Bateman must be a pickup for wide receiver. Sterling Shepard, Jamal Agnew, Marcus Johnson, and Donovan Peoples Jones. Now I picked him up, but I dropped him. Um, who did I drop him for? I think I picked up. Oh, I picked up the running back Benjamin from Arizona, just because I don't know that that Arizona situation just drives me crazy right now. Uh, tight ends, of course, Dan Arnold from Jacksonville. You guys should have him picked up. And he's only, again, on 27% of, of, of ESPN and Yahoo leagues. I can't believe that. Adam Troutman, Colonel Troutman there, still for uh, availability. C.J. Ozuma from Cincinnati. And this week, and this week only, I think, you want to go and pick up these three defenses because at this point, listen, a defense can win you a, a game. I'm, I'm not even kidding. And what Spanky said earlier about the inconsistencies of your star players, if you're not really looking hard at your defense and, and you like, you know, you, you need to look at the matchups, okay? San Francisco at Jacksonville, I think, is a big pickup this week. The Chargers versus Pittsburgh, I think, is huge, especially down the road for fantasy playoffs. You can hold on to that Chargers D. And Carolina Panthers versus Washington. Those three Ds, I think, are somebody you guys might want to go pick up off the waiver wire uh, this week. Now, do you have anybody that I didn't mention, uh, Spanky? I know A.J. Dillon uh, running back for the Packers. I think he was already on a lot of teams, though. I didn't put him on the waiver wire pickup just because I think a lot of people already own that guy who had Aaron Jones. But is there anybody that I didn't mention that, that might stand out to you? Uh, I think what actually surprised me, and I was lucky enough that I grabbed him in a league, was uh... – Hunter Henry, I, I was a little surprised at some of the stats that he's been doing lately. But overall, for the past, let's see, one, two, three weeks, four weeks total, I, I believe maybe even five, he's had a touchdown each week. So yeah. that was a surprise pickup. Jeff Wilson Jr. with the uh, injury issue in San Francisco. It's getting very thin, though. So at this point, what I would tell people going forward, you know, if you have a Nick Chubb, a, a uh, Ezekiel Elliott. If you don't have backups at this point, what are we, four weeks out from mm-hmm. most league playoffs starting? It might not even be waivers of, of a plug-and-play. It may be you better go get your backups so you're stash covered, if you're in playoff yeah. contention and, and then stash him, correct. Yeah. Now, Hunter Henry, I've got him as a, is, is a, I mean, him as a uh, five-star starter this week coming up in the Thursday Night Football Focus, and that's a good name to bring up. Hunter Henry at tight end, guys. Uh, he has been a big one. I, and, and, and I went to go pick him up, and I think you just snagged him, of course, again, like Spanky does. 
all the time, man. He just uh, he he gets well, it. I, honestly, I, I put in a waiver claim, and it was very hard for me because I I thought with uh, Ertz leaving, I thought Goddard would be good to go. Well, then now he suffered a concussion this past week, so I needed so I needed to make a move of some sort. And I'm not a big fan of tight ends, but I thought well, and I just happened to be studying. I thought. Why is he slipping through the cracks? Right, what, what's right. going on here? So <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just a simple waiver pickup last week. Now, buy or sell, real quick. I, I, I did some, I did three big buys uh, that I thought people should make last week. Now I'm going to do three big sells, and I mean these are big sells here. I, I was uh, reading an article on one of the uh, fantasy sites that I go to, and um, man, like DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> He's just killing me. I, I've got him in three out of my five leagues, and I've said this before, man. That this he's just killing me. You know, you know. Do you do you start him? Do you not start him? At least the Cardinals have done us the the gratitude of being like, yeah, he's not playing this week. Don't even mess with him. Um, uh, this week, I don't know. Um, Kyler Murray, from what I'm seeing, is they're going to hold him out again because they're they're by his next week, and um, that if, it looks like they're keeping Kyler out. So I. It, I think I, I'm I'm trying to sell him, and it all depends on your your, your trade deadline and, and, and where it falls and where it lands. But I think you could still get huge money for DeAndre Hopkins, and maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I'd, I'd like to hear Spanky's take on this because Hopkins missed another week with that hamstring. All right, there's nothing wrong with 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 holding on to him, but I'm really I mean. I, I'm really scared that he's not going to be a wide receiver one the rest of the year. And I and I probably shouldn't even talk. I I knew I shouldn't even talked about this because I think I'm showing my hand right now to the people listening in our league right now. So Spanky, if no one else listens in our league, I'd appreciate if you just kept this between us. All right, we're the only ones that listen to our own <laughs> stuff, so we're fine. Now Hopkins currently is, is is like, in my opinion, when he comes back, maybe a wide receiver two or three. But I'm still trying to fool. I mean, I'm, I'm going to admit it right now. I'm trying to fool people in our league. Um, I've got a deal for him in one of my other leagues that's going to be going through today. I think you can sell Hopkins for big, big, big money right now. I think this is the last week, though, where I think you can get big money for him. What do you think, Spank? So it's interesting you do that. So Hopkins looking at his overall of the season, correct? It's a down year. For you, I believe he has what I think I looked at it earlier, 108 points for this season in a, in a down year. Okay, let's look at an up-and-coming on a different team that's actually might be emerging as the number one wide receiver with Darnell Mooney at 83 points. 83 points to 108 points. So if somebody was going to offer you a deal, right? So let's say that they <laughs> offer you Mooney. and a, I'm just hypothetical. The value – comes with the name and not the point. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of people that hold on to these superstars or to try to trade these superstars, the, the, it's, they're, they're banking on the name and not the value. So there's 20-point-plus difference there. But how does – you know what I'm saying? You've got to look You've got to look into the future. You're right. you got to look at the playoffs. You're right. And the matchups, you're right. Um, so, I mean, I would take a, a Jamal Chase right now for DeAndre Hopkins straight up. Jamar Chase, you mean? Jamar Chase. Did what I say, Jamal? Yeah, something or another. But but why would somebody do that straight up? One forty eight to one oh eight. Why would somebody do that deal straight up? I'm just I'm just saying that would be one that I would take straight up. I mean I you know. 
Well, exactly. I'm sure you would. I believe that was probably offered week one, too, and you rejected it. That but might you have understand. Been right. That might this have been is, right. This has been a constant argument, and when we go back to commissioner stuff, and I, and I think this is good stuff, is, is when people go to make deals, and, and we always talk about it, is you have to take the name out of it and look at the production and what it's going to do to help you win or, 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 or go, you know what I'm saying? Or go forward and put yourself in the best position to win the marbles, the jelly beans, yep. the flea market beads, whatever you're playing for. Take the name out of the trade, look at the stats, and a lot of people get hung up on the Alvin Kamara names, the Ezekiel Elliott names, yeah. the Hopkins names. Christian McCaffrey. Kill, yeah. Christian McCaffrey. That kills a lot of deals. Yeah. I think. Now, there is a really good uh, website or app that you can use called Trade Trade Analyzer, I believe, that I've used before, and uh, you can pump, you can punch in all your numbers and your stats, and it'll look not only at what they've done, like what you're talking about, but also what they're projected to do, and week to week, and uh, you know, Yahoo does that too, but I just I, I like to look at something else other than Yahoo a lot because I feel like Yahoo just kind of leaves us hanging sometimes. But anyway. The other two that I think you could sell for big, big money this week, um, running back, and you're probably not going to do this, but I'm telling you, it depends on where you're at in the standings and what your team looks like. I think you can get huge money for A.J. Dillon right now and a huge return from the Packers. Now, it's going to be an expensive buy, I'm telling you, just because the Aaron Jones thing, it, it, you know, he, it was just a sprain, and A.J. Dillon lovers have just been waiting for something like this to happen. But Jones is going to come back, and when Jones comes back, I don't think Lafleur is going to stick with Dylan. Even even you know Lafleur is one of those coaches I think too that he's going to get other running backs involved. But Dylan looked great, okay, and coming off that game, I think you could get big, big, big players. I think you could get two for one right now for AJ Dylan. What do you think, Spank? If you had AJ Dillon, would you be willing to roll the dice on getting rid of him? Because I think when it comes to, I, I don't think you're wrong. But you're absolutely correct with people that have held on to him because he's not an every week starter. He is now with with the injury, but I wouldn't. I wish I had Dylan. Well, no, I I do too. I wish I had Dylan. But if I had Dylan in 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 in, in a couple of the leagues that I'm in, I would be selling Dylan right now for you know a wide receiver two and maybe a wide uh, running back. I would I would sell him for a two RB two. You know what I'm saying? I, I would go for an RB two and a wide and a wide receiver two. Just Something get, that you could use for the playoff yes, run. Yes, absolutely. I think that's the price, and I think it's high right now. I think maybe two weeks from now, you're not. I mean, trade deadline might be over. I don't think you'll get anything for Dylan. So get rid of him now if you need him. And then the other running back that I'm going to throw in there, and it's you know because I've been around this Arizona Cardinals drama all year, and it really sucks. I think right now the price is so high for James Conner, and I think it's going to drop here soon because Edmonds is going to be coming back. Okay, I don't care what anyone else says. I I am I am following this like every day with the the Edmonds thing and the Eno Benjamin thing. You know, he stepped in and still got twenty five percent of the offensive plays um, for James Conner. Now, again, Conner pulled through with a touchdown run. It was a horrible game last week, but looking ahead to the playoffs, the last two weeks of the playoff are against the Colts and Dallas, not stellar matchups. So, if you need to play over the next few weeks. I think you get rid of Connor now and sell him for big money. And again, I think each one of these players, Spank, I think you could get two for one right now. 
So a lot of these, I believe, our trade deadline is this Saturday, so deal for our main league. Um, and I'm not sure what other sites do. By the way, what's what site in the leagues that you're in? If you mind me asking, what what sites do you can use the most? What do you, I mean, ask you, this you mean advice, like, like for, Yahoo, for advice? ESPN. No, no, no. Just just for what? the run the league itself. All, all of mine are Yahoo. Okay, I think it just, I won't it go depends. anywhere else. Yeah, I think it's a lot of deadlines are are this Saturday. I know ours is this Saturday to where deals have to be submitted and 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 or accepted because after this. You got what you got, and 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 you you, you got to make what do or make some moves. But that's why I'm always on guys, and then you know trying to make these moves. But. Right. Two of my other Yahoo leagues, uh, the trade deadline is the same as yours. So three three out of five, the trade deadline's coming up this weekend. Two out of the other, the, my other two, the one that I actually run with my son's uh, buddies for the football team, high school football team. Um. I actually changed it and moved it back a couple because you know the season was longer, so I moved it back. It's not it's not for another two more weeks, just because I like having that option also to try to make trades as late as you can, especially when you have people who don't control their teams, and you know there's people that are tr- still trying to fight. Now I won't let those teams trade if they're done. You know what I mean? That's the kind of sucky thing. But again, I, I just feel like you, you need more time to get different players. Um, Thursday night football focus. Let's let's kick that off. Patriots versus the Falcons. Uh, New England, the six and a half point favorite tonight. Over under right now that I just checked was forty seven and a half points. So not anything I think too stupid. Although last week's Thursday night football focus was stupid. I I, I mean. <laughs> It was I was all in on the Baltimore Ravens, and and I don't think you were stopping me at all, though, Spanky. So you got to take a little bit of credit for riding that Ravens train. Oh, I was a thousand percent in favor of that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so as always, you want to you want to start your week off right, and uh, hopefully you get some big points tonight from somebody on one of these teams, and I'm going to try to break it down here for you. Uh, injury wise, uh, running back Damian Harris, he's going to return uh, to join the red hot rookie Ramonde Stevenson, who I, who I mentioned earlier in the Patriots' rushing attack. The Falcons will again be without top wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Top fantasy asset wideout running back hybrid Cordero Patterson is shaky game time decision, so pay close attention to that. Suffering a sprain in Dallas. Also, second uh, tight end Hayden Hurst is set to miss the game. Um, so here's a breakdown of the stardom or sitems. For tonight's Patriots versus Falcons, I'm going to start with the Patriots first. I think you start Mac Jones tonight. Uh, he's still going to be a QB two for the season, but he's coming off his first three touchdown pass game of his career against the Browns and the fourth multiple touchdown game of his rookie season. To have come in the past four games, he's gaining confidence playing off the run, and the Patriots are trusting him more and more and more especially in the red zone. The fact Jones broke out a tricky spot versus the Browns, good sign he can be more helpful in fantasy football in the final few weeks. I almost had Mac Jones as a boom player on my list. So I think his floor is really low. I think his ceiling is super high in this game. Mac Jones, I think you start him tonight. What do you think, Spank? I think I I agree with that. Just for the simple fact, last week against Cleveland, he had 20-plus points. And then he's going up against even a worse defense, even though it is on the road at Atlanta. I hope he throws five touchdowns all to you know who. <laughs> Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Yeah. Henry. 
So uh, running back Damian Harris, Ramonde Stevenson, uh, both these running backs. I think you start both of them. Harris is still the lead power back, a solid score after a week off. But now that he's back, he should be a solid RB too. And and, and I think the running backs are super hard this year to find someone you think is going to get you points. I think both these players get you points tonight in a favorable matchup against this Falcons defense, Spank. I would be tempted to start Stevenson, but again, it's been this way for years, dating back to when Corey Dillon played in New England. That you know, it was the one staple that they had. But New England's backfield across the whole industry, it's very difficult to map out on a New England coach Belichick backfield. So if you have them, it's it's a it's a basically a boomer bust. But yeah, if you can afford it. You can definitely pay off for you. So wide receiver-wise, Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers, I think those are the two that you're really looking at tonight. Um, Bourne, I would start probably over Jacoby Myers. I think Jacoby Myers is just a, maybe a flex receiver tonight. Um, but Bourne, uh, you know, he's been pretty effective. 33 catches, 520 yards, 3 TDs. He's also added 71 rushing yards. And Bourne is coming off a monster game against the Browns. 141 yards, a touchdown and seven touches. Looks like Mac Jones loves throwing to this guy and uh, Spanky's boy Hunter Henry. So I would actually put Kendrick Bourne as a wide receiver too this week um, uh, starting tonight. Now let's just go ahead and throw t- Hunter Henry into that mix as well. I think he's a five. I, I think this guy, you start this guy, and, and you and you start this guy not only in a tie, but a wide receiver running back. T- if you've got any flex spots on your t- you start this guy. In whatever format, he's he's a strong tight end one. Spanky mentioned it earlier. He is falling through the cracks like nobody's business. It's the point the Patriots don't even need their other high-priced free agent uh, tight end, Yanu Smith, to help in the passing game. Uh, and Smith was, was an inactive last week, too, I think. Uh, Henry has 31 catches for almost 400 yards and seven touchdowns, one short of his career high with the Chargers. I think he gets that tonight. He's scored in six of the past seven games. The Falcons, listen to this, have allowed scores to tight ends Dallas Godert, Rob Gonkowski, and Mike Jacecki all this season. Hunter Henry, I think, has a big, big game tonight. He is uh, somebody that I, I didn't put on my boom list uh, coming up because, I mean, I just think I jocked him enough right there for you, Spank. I think somebody did put him on their boom list. Oh, ho, ho, all right. I think also. Peace, peace, peace. I think also you want to start that Patriots defense tonight, man. I think the Patriots defense could be a top five defense tonight. I think you start the the, the kicker Nick Folk. That's a no brainer. Um, so that's my Patriots rundown. Anything? Uh, any thoughts on that for for tonight's Thursday night football focus on the Patriots side? You know, the the more we do this and the more we sit here and we pump up teams, it, it, based on, <laughs> after last week, I'm, I'm really scared to death to say it's just a no-brainer or all all bets on this guy. It's just, hey, man, we might get lucky, man, and hit yeah. one, you know? Well, wait, you hey, know, just wait till our uh, faux shout or hail no segment to, uh, to, to, to blast us anymore on this Thursday Night Football Focus. So, oh, man. Let's get to the Falcons, all right? Not a lot of starting potential, I think, in tonight's. Uh, I mean, unless you really are desperate and, and you need, you want to jump out to some big points. Quarterback Matt Ryan, stay away from this guy. Just, just sit him. Uh, I would also sit the wide receivers from Atlanta: Russell Gage, Tajay Sharp. Just, just don't even bother with them. Young Ho Koo, uh, you know the kicker. Sit him. Horrible. 
Falcons defense, don't even try it. The two that you obviously might want to consider, okay, starting in this game, um, would be running back Wayne Gallman or Cordell Patterson. Okay, Gallman, obviously a volume-based play for sure. Patriots did give up big scrimmage digits to the Browns to Ernest Johnson in Week 10, which I said was going to be a bust, and that sucked for me. But um, follow Patterson's injury. I think one of those guys you might you know could be an RB2 this week. But again, somebody I think that's going to have a big, big game and another tight end, Kyle Pitts. Uh, based on what else is going on in this offense, this this is the one thing the Falcons have going for them is is Kyle Pitts. Uh, Patriots got a strong tight end defense. Uh, you know that, that they they like to run. Uh, the rookie uh, end is is athletic though and skilled enough to I think beat some of these coverages that that the Patriots will throw at him. So I think Kyle Pitts has a big game tonight for Atlanta, and I would again maybe look at starting him in a flex spot tonight if you have Kyle Pitts on your on your team. Spank. I disagree with Pitts. Uh, I think going up against New England's defense, I think they've only given up six points to opposing tight ends. I don't think that's a good call at all. All right. There you go. That's a big disagreement. Time to give you a hail no or faux show. Let's start off with Mac Jones. He throws three touchdowns tonight versus the Falcons. Faux show. All the Hunter Henry. (laughs) Patriots D scores more points than Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan. Hail no or faux show. Hey, oh, no. Defensive points like that are hard to come by unless it's just an absolute annihilation. It happens not... every week, though, dude. No, it's but it's hard to predict. I don't think Matt Ryan's going to blow up at home, you know, in, in a negative way. Okay. I don't think he I, – I, I just I, – I don't think that that one, but right. I think they're a decent play, but – And then our last one, hell no, or faux show. Bonzi totally bombs this segment just like he did last week. You got to put me in there too, dude. That's a foul show. <laughs> so, so just to speak on that real quick. So I had Debo in my bus for last week. Okay, not only did he destroy, I mean he he just <laughs> twenty plus points. And in my notes, I have tough matchup against the Rams defense, giving up the eighth fewest points. What? I mean, are you, that's that's just how hit or miss this is. And it's it's that stuff that churns, and it's honestly it scares me at this point to, to say these boomer busts. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, mine, um, mine, mine definitely. I think I'm throwing darts on every single one of my booms this week, and I don't even care anymore. I'm just like, dude, I'm just gonna get through it because I honestly, I mean, I'm just I'm telling you the truth, people. Um, <laughs> these are all players. Fantasy football, fantasy football is stupid, Matt <laughs> Breida. Owned in zero point one leagues, comes out in week ten. Yeah, for Buffalo, I had no clue the guy was even in the league. Yeah, and, and has two touchdowns for Buffalo. Yeah, these are all players that I own. Okay, uh, in in one uh, way or the other, or that I know Spanky has. So I'm trying to help my boy out tonight. You see what I'm saying? I, I always try to help you out. All right, just so you know. I need it all that I can get. <laughs> all right, so let's start off with our booms from week 11. Don't forget Rams, Broncos on a bye. 
Um, so my boom for this week at quarterback, I'm only going to try to say his last name one time, and I want you to try to say it too with me, okay? Quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Tagovailoa. No, Tagovailoa. Tongue? No, it's not tongue. It's Tagovailoa. No, it's Tagovailoa. No, it's, there's no N in, in his first part of his name. Tagovailoa. All right. People, message us on who got closer. All right? So anyway, Tua, uh, I think this week Miami at New York Jets is a big boom. I really, really think it's his time to shine. Uh, he's past the trade rumors for now. Uh, Dolphins trying to replace him. He's mostly past that finger injury that has lived in the past two weeks, and he has a favorable, super, super matchup in Week 11 against the Jets. I am buying all in on uh, Tua. I think he's going to have a big game against the Jets. We've already seen him thrive in favorable matchups this season against the Jaguars in Week 6, Falcons in Week 7, and he scored at least 25 fantasy points in each outing. That is my boom for this week. Spanky, who's your quarterback boom? Boom this week is Tom Brady at home versus Giants. Horrible last week, and it's almost a George Foreman guarantee that that Tom Brady won't have two bad weeks in a row. And it's also a Monday night primetime game. Yeah, my 14-year-old son doesn't really make fun or rip on football players that much that are in the NFL because he knows how hard it is, you know, playing football uh, and some of the mistakes that you make because, you know, he, he hates it when I, when I rip on him for doing stupid things. The play where Tom Brady threw that interception and he literally just sat there with his hands on his knees and looked down at the ground. I don't think you can, f- I mean, find a better coachable moment you know what I mean, Spanky? Being a being a being a coach that you can look at and be like, dude, I don't care what kind of Superman superstar you are, do not ever do that ever, 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 ever while playing football. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it is Tom Brady, but yeah, I I, get, I understand that. I get it. Yeah, I and that's another reason why I think he's gonna. You know, people have ripped him hard on Twitter, on social media, on Instagram. And and whenever you do that to Tom Brady, I feel like he comes out. I agree with you. He's going to throw for like 17 touchdowns. So um, who's your running back boom for this week, Spank? You know, it's a little bit of a surprise. And maybe it's I'm, I'm trying to project the uh, positivity in my team. But David Montgomery, I was surprised he came back the way he did last Monday. But he's coming back um, from, and he, from a bye week and looks strong. And I think all the fantasy owners, including myself, because I had them last year, if you recall, last year, the last portion of the season leading up to my championship run (laughs) last year, I think a lot of fantasy owners are going to start to see that, and I think they're going to benefit for having Montgomery. So he's my boom this week, maybe my boom going forward every week. Again, positive thinking, but... Oh, are you done? I'm sorry, you're taking a deep breath. Yeah, no, no, I, I'm just positivity on David Montgomery, but chances are it'll come back to, and it'll be the complete opposite, and he'll go. Well, no, hey, he, he, he's listen. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to bump him up as my boom as well to my running back boom. He was my flex boom, but I'm going to give you some more stats. We'll stay on the Montgomery uh, train for right now. I think fantasy fantasy managers, like you said, were super hesitant in, in week nine. And um, he played well, 13 carries, 63 yards, along with two catches for 17 uh, yards. And most importantly, he kept Khalil uh, Herbert off the field by playing 85% of the snaps. Now this week, Montgomery gets reinforcements with the Bears hoping to have left tackle Tevin Jenkins back, who is now active, which would also help uh, Justin Fields. The Ravens have been very stingy against opposing running bats this season, 
But I think Montgomery is a very trustworthy number two fantasy option in all leagues. I think he goes for 12 points this week, Spank. And, that, and that's, you know, you say 12 points, you're like, running back only 12 points? For a running back two, I would take 12 points all day. Uh, yeah, you're obviously hoping for higher, but yeah, anything in the double digits, but I think he's, I think he helps that offense. The more they, I think the opportunities are there, which are going to lead to more points, obviously. Very good. My wide receiver boom this week is DJ Moore from Carolina. Uh, he's, they're taking on the the Redskins. It's been tough to trust this guy lately since he's only scored nine PPR points or less in three games in a row. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week four, but I think he's going to break out of that slump this week against Washington with his boy Cam Newton under center. Now, uh, the Washington football team, number two in most fantasy points allowed to receivers, and the pass rush is going to be way, way down after that horrible injury. I feel so bad for this guy. Uh, Chase Young, you know, uh, not playing. It's just he's out for the year. I just feel horrible. Uh, also, uh, Montez Sweat is out with a jaw injury. I think Moore this week as a wide receiver has a top 10 upside in all leagues this week. That's my wide receiver boom. Thank you for week 11. Who you got? So, like we touched on this earlier. I'm basing this decision off me being a moron last week. Apologies to... Debo, he's very attractive. I'm very non-attractive. I labeled him last week as a bust. He goes off for 27 points. Again, I'm a moron. He's hot this week versus Jacksonville. I, I owe Debo an apology. Who, who's your flex boom for this week? Uh, well, we since we stepped on it earlier, Hunter Henry versus Atlanta. Sneaky, consistent tight end that plays Falcons defense that ranks 28th versus the pass. Please, please, please don't make me look like an idiot <laughs> two weeks in a row. I've, yeah, Hunter Henry's going to make both of us look like an idiot because I, I, I think the guy goes off tonight too. Um, my flex position uh, is a running back, and it's Saquon Barkley. New York Giants at Tampa Bay. Now, Barkley's expected to return after being out five weeks with that ankle injury. He gets a boost with Tampa Bay down uh, with standout defensive tackle of Vita Vaya. Uh, he's gone. I hope his Barkley looks like the player we saw prior to hurting his ankle in week five. Remember back in week four when we were like, dude, Saquon's back? Do you remember saying that? Like, it's happening. Yeah, but those, anytime when you're dealing with a running back and their ankles or lower legs, a lot of fall into this category it's hard to say when they're truly back but I think we were trying to sell them tell anybody that had them either this was your time to move him yeah or if you can afford <laughs> to stash him you stash him right um I Tampa Bay's a lot of running back to score or gain 100 yards in three games in a row um Camara Herber and Gibson I just think this is a big game a big boom game for Barkley he should be considered a high-end number two running back this week in all leagues. So be glad you got him if you held on to him, okay? Now time for our bust. Let's go to our Week 11 NFL bust for Week 11. Uh, quarterback, I'll start off. Kirk Cousins, Minnesota versus Green Bay. Um, and I hope I'm right on this one because I hope everything goes through Cook this week. Uh, Packers offense usually generates the headlines here in Green Bay. It's been the, the defense, though, that's carried this team over the past three games while Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones uh, Lazar, Tanya, and have all battled injuries or COVID nineteen, uh, you know stuff. In the past three games against Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson, that trio combined for just twenty five fantasy points with one touchdown and four interceptions. That's unreal. 
Well, we'll see if the Packers defense can contain Cousins this week. I think it's a no-brainer. He scored at least 21 fantasy points in two games in a row prior to Week 11. But in his past four meetings with Green Bay, Cousins is averaging just 13.5 fantasy points. I think he's only worth starting if you've if in one of those wacky two-quarterback leagues or, or super flex leagues. So I would stay away from Kirk Cousins. Spanky, who's your big bust at quarterback? We're definitely doomed this week. We agree on this. He's my bust as well, Kirk <laughs> oh, Cousins. Two straight weeks with multiple touchdowns, but faces the same Green Bay defense that punched Russell Wilson in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yep, so there he goes, 35 points for Kirk Cousins, guys. Um, there you go, I'm starting him. <laughs> Who's your running back bust? I don't think you're going to like this. Austin Eckler at home versus Pittsburgh. Tough matchup against the Pittsburgh defense that's given up the six fewest. Really? fantasy points to running backs this season yeah really? that whole offense yes and that whole offense and what not to jump ahead but i'll give you my flex too because my flex is mike williams he's at home against pittsburgh so this whole i keep wanting to say san diego and i apologize if i just did but the whole chargers offense it just scares me but it's at it's against pittsburgh even though they're at home both williams and austin eckler make my bus week for my running back in the flex um it just would you agree with that at least? No, no, not at all. I think this this week is a week that he's going to bounce back, and I almost had him on my boom flex. I think Eckler had had two kind of up and down like so so weeks. I think the the Chargers are, are are focused on getting him going because you know he's he's a stud running back. I mean, what's going on? I, so I'm yeah, I disagree with you on that one. Uh, my uh, running back bust for this week is your boy Antonio Gibson. I'm going to stick with it. I said he was a bust last week. I'm going to say he's a bust again this week. I might put him on the bust list the entire rest of the season just so I can get one right. Uh, you know, he broke out of his slump in Week 10. I, I forget how many points he had total in our league, but it, on average he had 21 total points across all leagues, which ended a three-game stretch where he only scored eight PPR points or less. All right, So I hope it's a sign of things to come for the guy. I really do. Because um, I've got him in a couple leagues. Uh, but I'm still not fully back on board with him as a must-start fantasy running back. While it was great to see him get those 24 carries against the Bucks, he only managed 64 yards. Scored twice. Uh, had two catches for 14. Uh, tough matchup for Gibson uh, since Carolina. Listen, number four in fewest fantasy points allowed to running backs. Panthers have allowed just five touchdowns to running backs this year. And Gibson's fantasy production should be minimal if he doesn't find the end zone. And I, I, I don't even think you start him as a uh, running back number two, maybe a flex spot spanky. Uh, you could put him in there, or, or I don't know, man, but I, he's my big bust uh, for this week. I know you don't want to hear that. So uh, I, I don't – well, hold on. I don't want to necessarily say that I disagree with you, but here's an interesting thing about that game in general, right? So it's Cam Newton versus old coach. So here's my philosophy on, and this is just me being an idiot. They're going to try to keep a Cam in the in the Carolina offense off the field. So with Rivera and his offense, in my thinking, I'm thinking, okay, let's grind it out with Gibson. He showed what he had last week. Rivera knows what Cam doesn't like or what Cam and can't can and cannot do. So that's my philosophy to where I'm thinking the complete opposite. And again, maybe this is me thinking way too positive for my own benefit with it my is. players and thinking, it is. 
Okay, you're probably right. But I'm just thinking they're going <laughs> to beat stop. Gibson the ball after what they saw last week. He's a bust this week. I'm, st- I'm I'm making Gibson a bust every single week for the rest of the year. That's my goal. That's because I, that's because I threw S. Eckler on my list. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. For Is sure. That, right. <laughs> uh, my wide receiver bust. I don't like saying this, but man, it just I'm not excited about it. Michael Pittman from Indianapolis. Uh, they got the Buffalo Bills. T. Y. Hilton's played the majority of two games this season, which are. Week 6 against Houston, Week 10 against Jayville. And those two games, Pittman has struggled majorly, scoring just 5 PPR points against the Texans, 12 PPR points against the Jags. Those are the only two games since Week 5 where he's been under 17 PPR points. So Hilton's expected, again, play against the Bills this week, and it's a tough matchup for Pittman, who could see shadow coverage by that defense. Buffalo number 1 in fewest fantasy points allowed to receivers this year. And the Bills have given up just three touchdowns to opposing receivers this year. I hope the Bonzi bust bombs happens with Michael Pittman. That's why I put him on this list, because I want him to go off this week. So that's my wide receiver bust. Who you got, Spank? Now I know we're in trouble, because we agree again. <laughs> yes, Michael Pittman, I like being in trouble. I do. At, at Buffalo, but he's going up against, you're correct, the defense, but Tredavious White, yeah. road game, weather, here's a keep, keeper, keep this in mind, weather in Buffalo at the end of November could be sunny, could be snowy, could be ugly, could be cold, but it could play a factor for a, in, a team that plays primarily inside, so... Pittman was my is my bust as well, so it means he's going for twenty plus. Yes, all right, I like that. Thank you for picking him. Uh, my, you already did your flex, so we'll do my flex. I've got running back Alex Callens from Seattle versus Arizona. We'll find out if uh, Chris Carson's neck is able to return this week, and if that happens, then it would be hard to even start Callens in any format. But I don't, I don't love Collins even if Carson is out. Collins has struggled for three games in a row against New Orleans, Jacksonville, Green Bay, combining for just 13 PPR points over that span. Now, two of those games were with Geno Smith instead of Russell Wilson, but Collins only had 10 carries for 41 yards and one catch for eight yards in Week 10 at the Packers with Wilson back now. The matchup isn't terrible against the Cardinals in Week 11, but again, I, I don't I don't think you start him at all. Maybe a flex option in, 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 a, in some leagues, but Alex Collins is, is my uh, my last bust for week 11. All right, there you go, man. That's what we have. And um, the injury updates, again, uh, sketchy at most. I, I think we should just be done with the injury updates on Thursday because they give me a headache. They're, I mean, we've been so wrong on injuries. Even remember the one week we said, who was it that we said was going to be out? Antonio Brown? Was that somebody? And then he ended up playing and like scored two touchdowns. So, yeah, I think so, yeah, I think we just stay away from the injuries on Thursday. It's just hard. Um Unless we haven't mentioned somebody already that's out or, or coming back. Um, so we're just going to wrap it up with the Spank Box. And uh, Spanky, go ahead and, and close us down, brother. Hey, let me tell you something in case you ain't figured it out. Don't be that guy that sits in his self-pity while you're in last place. Oh, I'm in last place because this person didn't pan out. Hey, don't be that guy that sends the commissioner text messages. In book form on, oh, hey, I uh, do uh, three days worth of research, and I want to make sure of this. And then you trade for people on buys, and then you just sit there, oh, well, I'm in last place. I hope it's a finished basement with a nice view. Don't be that guy. Again, don't quit on your team. Don't be that guy. And then don't be the self-pity guy, I. There you go. Done and done. That's Week 11's Fantasy Football Junkies and a Hope. You guys, uh, I hope we have one where we just don't totally 
uh, put our footballs in our mouth. I mean, that, that's never fun. And, and, and my mouth ain't that big. I know it's big, but it ain't that big. So, Becky, good luck to you, buddy. Have a good weekend, man, and we'll see you next week for another Fantasy Football Junkie. We're out!